A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Big Chief with a badge, a cattle prod and a head on a stick. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's back to the hot seat for the government today as Theresa May appears at Prime Minister's Questions for the first time since July. I'm sure she'll have a few interesting things to say uh, about the B word, no doubt. But there's a far more important debate taking place later on, and that's Stella Creasy MP's plan to make misogyny a hate crime. I don't know how she's going to do it. I don't know whether she should do it. And I want to hear from you on this because this is a very important subject for all of us to debate because it is a slippery slope, I'm telling you that. And if you think that sounds mad, just wait till you hear what Dawn Neeson has to say about Roxanne Pallet and women who make false accusations against men. What is that called? Is that misogyny in reverse? 0344 499 1000. Coming up later on, we'll be asking why on earth restaurants are being ordered to put calorie counts on the menus of their dishes. And we'll be talking to TV's toughest ever weight loss guru, Galia Granger, scary looking woman from Russia. Uh, 0344 499 1000. As if all that isn't enough, we'll tell you why September makes you act differently. And it's not just about starting a new school year. You'll listen to me, Mike Graham, and Dawn Neeson on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Talk Radio. We will be talking in this hour uh, about the Big Brother story. You've got a column in the Daily Star today. I have indeed. Uh, in which you're a waxing yes. lyrical about Roxanne Pallet. Uh, and also, what I want to talk about uh, is um, why Stella Creasy wants to kind of possibly kibosh the whole idea of the upskirting law uh, because she wants to add in that it should be made a more uh, serious crime if the upskirting was done by somebody who hates women. Yeah. Now, how are you going to measure that? I have no idea. It's a thought crime. So you're you're actually making people criminals because of what they're thinking. Yes. And so wolf whistling is going to be in the same boat as upskirting. It's going to be a very slippery I, slope, I, I think. And I we're going to be talking to a couple of guests on the show today to try and get to the bottom of why this is an important thing for some women. And for some other women, it is actually a step too far. Sean Norris uh, is a writer and a journalist who's going to be talking to us. Uh, but also we're going to be talking to Charlotte Fisher from Citizens UK, who are behind this whole idea of making misogyny a hate crime. Now, I mean, I think Roxanne Pallet and, and other columnists today have made this point, uh, is proof enough, if you needed it, that if you make false allegations against a man, 
you know, they can go horribly wrong and that man's life could be ruined uh, were it not for the fact that uh, what happened at Big Brother was actually televised and was actually on camera. Um, who knows what would have happened to that guy? Well, exactly. There's, I mean, everyone's written about Roxanne Paller. Everyone's talked about Roxanne Paller. It's brilliant news for Big Brother. Ratings going through the roof because everyone is talking about this woman, this yeah. creature, who was basically encouraged to leave Big Brother after making false accusations are, um, against one of her fellow housemates, yeah. uh, coronation actor Ryan. Um, and so they were having a play fight. I'm sure everyone knows the story now. They were having a play fight. He tapped her on the arm and she went screaming to the diary room and accused him of but violence. But it was the way that she did it as oh, well. Oh, God, it was so completely over the top. It yeah. was ludicrous. She was hysterical. She was crying. She I don't feel safe with him. Uncomfortable. uncomfortable. He was punching her like yeah. a boxer punches right. a punch bag. He barely touched her. Now, presumably Outrageous. she would, if there was such a law, uh, have accused him of misogyny yes. if she thought that was a hate yeah, crime, yeah. which will presumably then be treated as much as badly as uh, domestic violence. Yeah. You know, And that's where it starts to get tricky. But let's talk to Sean Norris, who's a writer uh, and a journalist, and find out uh, what she thinks of it all. Sean, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. No, thank Hi, you very Sean. much indeed. I mean, later on today, uh, the, the amendment which Stella Creasy has put up uh, will be discussed. I mean, the upskirting law itself... Um, is clearly something which is a good law to bring in because it's a ghastly mm-hmm. thing for anybody to have to suffer from, a terrible thing for anyone to do, and it should be punishable by the criminal code. However, I think once you start complicating it with um, whether or not it's done for misogynistic reasons, doesn't that start to get a bit tricky? Um, well, I don't think so. I don't really can can kind of consider a way where upskirting wouldn't be done for misogynistic reasons. Well, exactly. I mean, That's what I mean. So why add something so- into it which you'd have to then further prove? Um, Well, the amendment is going to say that it would need to be taken as an aggravating factor. So what this does is it recognises that the reason these crimes are committed against women is because they are women. In the same way that a racially motivated crime would be considered a race hate crime or a homophobic crime would be considered a homophobic hate crime. So I think what this law allows us to do is actually name what happens to women in a really precise and specific way. We can call that what these men, and it's only some men, choose to do to women is an yeah, thanks for pointing that out, Sean. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, but the point, yeah, but the point is, is, surely if you... I mean, I'll give you an example of how the hate crime rules have been kind of twisted. When I lived in Scotland, um, there was a bar fight between an Englishman and a Scotsman, OK? Now, in between the bar fight and the punches, the Englishman called the Scotsman uh, a Scot... Uh, you know, a Scot... whatever. You know, you can't say the word on the radio. That became a hate crime, right? Now, that to me is nonsense. Well, I mean, I can't you know, comment on a case I don't really know about. But I think if you look at the kind of language that women put up with day in, day out in terms of harassment, you know, I've been called various sexual insults while walking down the street. I've had men threaten to do sexual things to me while walking down the street or describe to me what they wanted to do. Now, these are acts that are designed to intimidate women. They're designed to tell women that they don't have a place in public space. These kind of things started when I was 14 years old. That is not unusual. An awful lot of women will have similar stories from being a teenager, from being a child, of having to listen to this kind of language. Now, if we can call that misogyny, if we can actually name it as a misogynistic act, then that gives us a language to speak about what happens to women. And it gives us a language to say that it is not acceptable in the same way that homophobia, in the same way that racism... I mean, you're speaking about it now and you can speak about it and there's no reason why you can't call it misogyny. The difference, though, would be, presumably, if misogyny became a hate crime, you would be then able to, having witnessed somebody saying whatever it was they said to you, go straight to a police station, report them and say that man has committed a hate crime. Now, can you imagine how difficult that would be to prove? 
Well, I think, you know, it wouldn't be any more difficult to prove than the, the laws we have around racist and homophobic hate crime or, disa- or ableist hate crime. We already have these structures in place that say that certain kinds of acts, certain kinds of language towards uh, minority groups are unacceptable. Of course, that hasn't. You're not going to tell me women are a minority group now, are you? <laughs> no, Surely I'm not. not. Saying, obviously, we're actually the majority. <laughs> exactly. That's but, what I was uh, going to say. So you know, we experience these these acts on a daily basis. About two thirds of women actually change their behaviour. They ch- they restrict their own freedoms in order to avoid this kind of harassment. I mean, that is not acceptable. That is not acceptable. No, I agree. But I, but I don't think by bringing in a, a law against misogyny that it's going to stop people from saying things. I mean, do you really think that people have stopped? Um, saying horrible things to certain minorities because of hate crime laws. I don't think they have. Well, no, I mean, it's not going to change overnight, but I think it gives us a language to talk about what happens to women, and I think that's really important. And I think, you know, you just need to look at some of the ways that, for example, domestic violence is reported. You know, we recently had a case where a man who killed his wife was described as a decent man who snapped. Now, if we actually named that as misogynistic hate crime, it would mean that we could talk about these issues as crimes... But you're talking about it now, Sean. (laughs) You're talking about it now. Well, of course, but I mean, in terms of a legal perspective, if we actually gave these things a name, and I think at the moment, women are taught from a very early age that, you know, these kind of things will happen to us, that when we walk down the street, we have to be careful about what we're wearing, we have to be careful about walking on our own, we have to make sure we don't do X, Y, and Z. And so we, be, we grow up accepting street harassment as part of our normality, as part of our reality. Sorry and to that interrupt, is not but okay. do, do you seriously say you get harassed every single day, or pretty much most no, days? No, of course I don't get harassed every single day. I mean, women, as in general, it's a daily occurrence. You know, every day some women will be harassed. I'm sorry, it's not. It doesn't happen in my world, I'm afraid to say, or happy to say. And and well, I'm, what, I'm very happy for you, but, but I mean, for a lot of women, what is does. your definition? <laughs> what is definition? Your definition of, of of harassment? I mean, is it wolf whistling? I mean, should I run to the police if a man wolf whistles at me? I mean, I think you know anything that is an act that is designed to intimidate a woman in public space is is by definition harassment. In the same way. You know, I spoke to a woman on the phone yesterday who was chased by a man in a pickup truck who were howling and barking at her as she walked down the street. I mean, in some ways, that is a kind of, you know, one we could call that wolf whistling. Yeah, OK, I, I, get that's not, I get that's not, not fun. But I mean, it's, it's like, you know, but wolf whistling and a bloke saying, all right, darling, outside of a van. I mean, should I report that to the police as a misogynistic hate crime? I think it's just one of those things that really blurs the edges. I mean, you know, I don't imagine that any woman is going to suddenly run to the police over wolf whistling, but we need to respect how women feel when these acts happen to them. And I think when you're a 14-year-old girl standing on a bus in your school uniform and a man wolf whistles at you, that's actually a difficult thing to deal with. Why should girls have to put up with that? I agree with you. you. I don't think girls girls should have to put up with it. You see this happening all the time. No, listen, I don't think girls should have to put up with it. I think I'm hoping that it is becoming less and less... uh, of an occurrence that would happen. I mean, somebody driving down a road barking at you um, is not something that I think most women have suffered from. No. Now, there are always going to be idiots out there. Exactly. Um, but what I'm saying men. is that uh, men, yeah, many of them are men. Some of them are women, uh, in fact. But, I mean, we had the case the other day, did we not, the Notting Hill Carnival of a police officer yes. whose bottom was slapped by a woman. Yeah. Um, and he complained that he did not go to work and expect to be sexually harassed. Now, he's at the Notting Hill Carnival, so I think we need perspective here. Um, and I think, you know, you have to also consider uh, the intent. All I'm 
worried about here, Sean, is that, you know, you're right to say that you, sh- you should expect to be able to walk down the street unencumbered, that nobody should bother you. Um, you know, I've got a 27-year-old daughter who used to live in New York and used to get terrible uh, harassment as she walked down the street. Men walking next to her for blocks at a time and she would end up having to tell them to, to literally bugger off. You know, I mean, no woman should have to put up with that. However, I really don't think the, the small number of men who do it will be stopped from doing it just because of a law that allows you to talk about it. Well, I mean, maybe I've got a little bit more optimism than you do. I do think that if we have laws in place, that sends a very clear message to to men and to women about what is and isn't acceptable. At the moment, you know, it's not... I think if we... In the same way that we brought in hate crime laws about other issues, that sent a very clear message that it is not okay to shout racist abuse. Yeah, but you know what? There's more. There's more horrible racism. Listen to me for a second, Sean. There's more horrible racism in this country now than there's ever been. And you might argue that that's because hate crime has been introduced and people have started to resent other people because of the way that the laws have operated. Well, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt you as well, Sean, but you mentioning uh, the race laws. I mean, I don't remember experience in what Sean is describing so are men getting worse in their relationship to women and I think that probably is the case and I think introducing these sort of laws are going to make male and female relationships even more of a minefield I mean it's like you know most, most men aren't like this most men are fairly decent husbands sons brothers they're ordinary blokes trying to have an ordinary life and now having a relationship even talking to someone of the opposite sex is a nightmare you don't know what's right I, what's I have wrong to say, I have to completely disagree with you and I actually find that argument incredibly offensive towards men like men don't worry I'm not say, offended I'm I, fine. I was defending men I was saying they're not all like that men. And the fact is that most men know the difference between flirting, between approaching a woman in a bar and chatting to her. Correct. And they know the difference between that and harassment. And no, what we I, are talking about. I disagree about with you entirely. Harassment. I think men are more nervous about talking to women. I mean, a, a husband, my husband's mate said, All right, love, the other day, someone he worked with who. And she made a complaint. And suddenly, all right, love, is, is, a, is misogynistic hate crime. Well, maybe she's just a weird woman. I mean, she there was, are some weird women She was not having a good day. Yeah, yeah fair I mean, enough. that is but, the problem. I mean, but just... listen, listen to this. This is a good quote. This is from Alison Pearson's column this morning. And she's basically, uh, her point is that Roxanne Pallet is proof that making misogyny a hate crime is a mistake. She says, we want good men as our friends, not imaginary enemies. And I think that's here, a very, here. very clear yeah. uh, statement. And I think she's right, Sean. And I think you've just made that point yourself inadvertently, that most men do know I the difference. Make it in a- Advertently, I made it very advertently. <laughs> okay, well, I thought you made it inadvertently because I didn't think that was the point you were originally trying to make, but you can be nitpicky if you wish. I'll stop being misogynistic. No, I can't be misogynistic. It's impossible for me to be misogynistic because I love women, right? And I'm probably going to be now called out on that because by yeah, saying I love women, Absolutely. that clearly means that I hate them. Yeah. But the point is this, Sean. You know, surely uh, you can tell the difference between men uh, who are scumbags who are going to be horrible to you on the street and men who are just basically pretty normal characters who quite like talking to women and flirting with women and going out with women and even maybe marrying women. Do you know what I mean? So when you create a law... That's exactly the point I was making, the fact that men actually know the difference between flirting conversation and harassment and women know yes, that difference as well but, but, and we should be able to call it out when it's not but happening. is misogyny not necessarily in the eye of the beholder and if some woman exactly. says like Roxanne Pallet I've been made to feel uncomfortable even though she's a liar and a horrible woman right she has to be taken seriously by the police if the police get a, a report of an assault on a woman they have to arrest the man who is accused regardless of whether that assault has actually taken place 
Well, I think, you know, you're kind of merging a couple of issues here. The fact is there's 1.2 million incidents of domestic violence every single year. Uh The vast, vast majority of those are not reported to the police. In fact, a woman waits 35 times. She endures 35 assaults. Well, how do you know that they've happened if they haven't been reported? Because it's in the British Crime Survey. So the fact is, you know, the idea of false accusations, they are just so, so minimal. And that doesn't mean when they happen, they aren't incredibly wrong and they need to be dealt with and they need to be dealt with through the courts. But if we're going to talk about rates of domestic violence, the the key issue, the really important issue, is the fact that 1.2 million people endure domestic violence. All right, well, let me ask you a straight question, Charlotte. Let's make it simple for you, okay? What is the definition of misogyny, please? The definition of misogyny is the dislike and the hatred of women because they are women. And how do you prove that? Well, you can prove that in the way that someone chooses to behave towards the women. So if... For example, you are walking down the street, this is what happened to me, and men tell you that they want you to drop their knickers and then chant a a misogynistic swear word at you until you burst into tears. I would count that as misogyny. Yeah, but they may not hate women. That doesn't mean they hate women, Sean. It might mean that they're horrible individuals and ghastly people. It doesn't mean that they hate women. How do you prove that? And bursting into tears isn't a good idea either. Well, you know, one gets uh, emotional when they get shouted at. I think that's a completely rational way to behave if you're Yeah, but do you see my attack. point, though? You see my point? You can't prove that that person who said those things to you hates women. How it's can a thought you prove crime. That? It's a thought crime. You can't criminalise someone for thinking something. OK, I'm going to throw it back at you. How, then, do you prove whether something is a racist hate crime? How do you know when someone uses racial epithets that they are actually a racist and hate? Well, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think you can. Okay. I don't. I don't think hate, racial hate crimes are a particularly great idea either. But I mean, you know, they've brought that law so in, and it has, and it has not, it has not changed anything. And as I said to you, if anything, it has created more racists. So what do you do? How do you tackle these issues? Well, I think that we have to educate men to be uh, the ones who are not uh, well behaved, the ones who do treat women badly. Uh, we have to educate them and make them behave properly. If I see a man abusing a woman in the street, I'll have a go at him. If I see well, a man assaulting I mean, a woman on the tube, I'll have a go at him, and I have in the past shoved somebody away from a woman. You know, that's because think, I'm a you know, decent this guy. This is a good thing. This is the, you know, there are so many areas that we agree on, and I think that's really important, because I completely agree. We need better education. We need education on sex and relationships. We need education that looks at respect and consent, and that, again, that goes both ways. So I completely agree with you that one of the solutions to this is ensuring that we talk to young men and men of all ages yeah. and we talk to young women about how think... we treat one another respectfully and with consent. Yeah. However, I also believe that a legal framework, something that says, for example, that no, upskirting you can't is make it. No, listen, well, upskirting, upskirting is, is, is different. It's going to come into law and I think yeah. that is absolutely right and proper yeah. that it should be punishable by some kind of criminal code, as I said before. But complicating it by trying to add on some kind of, you know, uh, sort of a secondary aspect to it, as in misogyny, which will not only complicate the prosecutions of those laws but will also complicate the arrest ability of certain yeah, individuals absolutely. you know and may indeed hold up the actual upskirting law coming into practice is a mistake simple well i guess that's where we will have to disagree okay and we're allowed to in this and we world. are exactly. well, thank you very much indeed a very lively debate sean thank you very thank much you, indeed sean. sean norris writer and journalist there hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Listen to Ken, uh, who's up in Newcastle. Hello, Ken. Good, uh, good afternoon. Uh, sorry, good morning. Mike. You're getting ahead of yourself. Hi, Ken. Good morning to you. Yes, th- this misogyny situation, this uh, supposed hatred of women, yeah. I believe is actually driven by hatred of men in many instances. How's that? The, the, there's an extreme feminist movement today attacking men, and it's driven, in my opinion, in some instances, again, by the LGBT ideology. Oh, yes. This is a... This is a dangerous situation our nation is in today. We, Who are these are, feminists? Do they have a name, though? Do they have an organisation, do you think? No, it's a mindset that's taken over the, the, the nation, Mike, in my, in my opinion. Yes. I'm a Christian, and I believe that this is an attack against godly authority in the house. In the house... What do you mean, the man the should be in charge? The, in the house... There has to be a. For example, you're employed by Talk Radio. There is someone. I'm not actually. Not for much longer. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Got that wrong. But anyway, carry on. There has to be someone in authority in any business. That's right. There is someone. There is someone who can be a man or a woman, though. Right, it could be a man or a woman, and yeah. I accept that. That's wonderful. But in the home, in the family, in the marriage unit organised mm. and ordained by God, yeah. the man has been given the responsibility, not because he's better, but because God holds the man of the family responsible well, to... sorry to tell you, I'm sorry to break this to you, Ken. That's not mm, the case in Dawn's house. No. I'm afraid she's very much the boss. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And as, as is the case in many other households. I think I think most of you secretly like it, to be honest. Yeah, I mm. prefer to be dominated by a woman, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I forgot the whip. But you see, let me just let me just uh, uh, speak a wee bit further on that. All right. You see, there is a, a general attack. For example, even today, the Archbishop is is uh, giving poli- a political religious speech on the, on the television. The Archbishop is supposed to be preaching about Christ and salvation. Now, in the family, yeah, he's not going to be talking about tax, is he? The, the, yeah, we're talking about tax, but he's talking that you, you shouldn't be discussing that. He should be preaching Jesus Christ. Yeah, I agree. And this country needs to repent, but he's not doing that. No. Now, in the family, there's con- total confusion. Feminist uh, attacks on men comes from the devil, in my opinion. The extreme feminists. It's driven that's by quite an allegation, men. that. Women of the devil. Yeah, tell it. That's a, that Actually, is, I'm, yeah. I'm quite, quite liking that mm. one, to be honest with you. Yeah. You've got to be careful about the libel laws, Ken. Attack. Libeling the devil. Libeling the devil, exactly. There, there is, listen, our country is in total chaos now, even when it comes to gender. There's only two genders, male or female. Mm. Well, apparently that's not necessarily the case. That is the case. Not anymore. Now, you've got to move with the times, Ken. You can't move with the times. Why not? You get in trouble because you get in confusion and you get in total chaos. What is happening today in this country? Why shouldn't total somebody be chaos? able to... Hang on. Well, why shouldn't somebody be able to say that they don't want to be male or female? They'd rather be no gender. Non-binary. Why, why can't they say that? They can say that they like, but well, there it's you absolute go. nonsense. Well, it you don't know nonsense. that. You so don't know you that. Can't ma- you can't be a man one day and a woman the next day. Oh, you can. Day. You can sometimes think, sing, I, I absolutely feel like being a woman today. I think you can, Ken. Nonsense. I think I think you're, you're stuck in the past, Ken. You're either a man or you're a woman. That is the fact. Somebody who's not born with it. You could be a hermaphrodite, uh, surely. <laughs> there is that. It could be that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. See, there's already a third choice. The third way. 
That's not a choice. There You're born no like that. Third way. There is male or female, and this. this Tony uh, Blair used to say it was a third feminism way. Feminism is driven by. The he knew what he was talking about. Attack. God's Listen, I t- I'll tell you what I agree with you on one thing, Ken. I do agree with you that men are now uh, a sort of endangered minority. There's no question about that. There's more women in the world than there are men. Men are now made to feel as if they're always wrong uh, and never correct. Fortunately, I'm here to, to hold up the banner of uh, uh, masculinity and point out that, yeah. in fact, I'm never wrong. Yeah, but the, th- the thing you make is this country is now in a state of... Anarchy and total confusion. It's not that bad. Because of women. Why? Because we have turned away from the Bible and Jesus. No, don't start with all that. It's too early for that, Ken. It's too early for all that, Ken. No, I don't want to get into all that. But uh, very interesting call and some very interesting points. A lot of people would agree with Ken. I'm not one of them. Um, But he is right to some extent that an awful lot of men are being made to feel in some way as if they're always in the wrong. No, actually, and I agree. I do agree with with Ken. I agree with you. And that's what I'm saying about legislating. More legislation between the relationships between male and female. It's going to make more and more people feel well, like, well, what am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? Exactly. And it's always men. And I'd have to say, um, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that a woman walking down the street is any more harassed now uh, than she ever was. And in fact, probably less. I mean, I walk around on the streets of, of this town quite a lot and I do not see, um, as a general rule, on any given basis, women being wolf no, whistled at. I don't see women being harassed. And as I said to, to our guest Sean earlier, if I do see a guy harassing a woman, you I'll tell him to, to, to stop being and gentleman. tell him to get lost. You know, And I think most men would do that because it's a very, very small number of men who involve themselves yeah. in that kind of behaviour. And it isn't right and it isn't good that women have to suffer it. But you don't need to legislate against it. Upskirting is a horrible thing yeah. to do. Let's get that law passed. Let's forget about trying to define misogyny because you can't define you it can't, in a legal no. manner. Yeah. See, Mark's managed to find a piece of Eminem's music where he's not swearing like a trooper. <laughs> Quite handy, though. Better cut it off before he starts, I dare say. Now, we've been talking about calories, we've been talking about food uh, and the stuff that we put into our mouths over the course of any 24 hour period. We're about to talk now, though, uh, to a woman who knows all about losing weight and keeping it off, the weight loss guru who is uh, Gallia Granger. Gallia, a very good uh, morning to you. Welcome. Oh, good morning. Um, thank you for inviting me to your show. Not at all. Now, I'm looking at a picture of you uh, in the Daily Mail this morning uh, and your very nice sports car and you appear to be wielding a whip and you look very scary to me. <laughs> well, that's a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's a plan. It's to shock and, um, you know, it's just a wake-up call for a lot of people who who, um, yes, lost the plot. Yes. Well, I mean, way, yeah. yeah, I'm interested in, uh, in, in what you've said. You're known as the Slim Reaper. Uh, you own mm-hmm. uh, a place called the Slimeria Centre. It's, it's a kind of extreme diet hotel. Um, tell us about the kinds of people that we'll see you dealing with on Channel 4 tonight. Uh, well, uh, quite normal people, people who are stuck, you know, in the situations where they can't uh, take control of their life. Okay. Uh, when, um, you know, their stomach dictates all their decisions and um, they lost the willpower completely. Uh, they want to change, but they're not able to do it on their own. So they need to be taken into a controlled environment yeah, uh-huh. right. where resistance is futile and where we just offer them healthy meals. We control their portions. And uh, for, for very good, we make them exercise and um, reestablish the balance between body and mind, yeah, and empower them, really. Um, hope, hopefully, after this experience, they are able to take control and practice healthy living, maybe with not such a restricted calorie intake, 
after the retreat. And um, it does work in most cases. In fact, it works in so many cases that I opened the second center in Devon, and I am on my way to open the third one. So it certainly works. Hi, Gallia. It's Dawn speaking here. Hi. Hi how, do, how does it different from ordinary what we used to call fat farms i'm not sure you can even call them yeah. that anymore or health spas where you know people go to detox and lose weight and do exercise what makes yours different well when people come to detox spas and uh, various kind of spa um, um, sort of establishments anyway it's more like they will be offered like a buffet lunch and a lovely jacuzzi and you know maybe a glass of wine yeah so a couple of massages, they're very nice and pampering, yeah? Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, people will feel amazing, uh, but they will still not fit into those jeans that sit in their wardrobe <laughs> right. for their time, yeah? Uh-huh. So um, I think with us, it's more about discipline, and it's about rapid weight loss to kickstart metabolism. So people genuinely lose a lot of weight, which will motivate them, where necessary, to continue losing more weight, okay. where necessary. However, there's a large proportion of people who just join us for detoxing purposes alone or for kicking the sugar addiction or just for, you know, to, to practice the healing powers of clean food as well. Right, okay, Galia, so if I sent Mike down to see you for a, a bit of sort of like detoxing of, here and there, the what, what sort of... Does he need it? Does he need oh, it? I do, yeah, definitely. He's yeah. been a bad boy. He's a man of a Constantly. certain age who's slightly curvy, shall we say. Well, do you know what so, happened, actually? I was never particularly slim, right, and I gave up smoking. So having given up smoking, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah, I, put, yeah, yeah. I put on some yeah, weight. He's got caviar. So what would you do to yeah. him, Gallo? If he came to you, right, okay, yeah. he's, he's got possibly a stone, possibly a bit more to lose. Would what, what, sort of, what sort of diet, what would you make him eat for a day? Uh, well, he will have a juice for breakfast, a small portion of a salad in the afternoon, a few little berries. Uh, with a cup of tea, uh, you know, so um, at, at about, yeah, in season, fruit in season, low calories, and a warm vegan meal in the evening. And I'll make sure he eats all of it. Is there any um, wine yes. involved? Uh, yes, it is, but only for me on my vineyard, which is actually, <laughs> ironically, is right next to the house. And you're in yes, Sussex, amazing, right? Amazing this place. Wine. You're in because mm-hmm. I, I, I've got, I, I'm in Sussex at the weekend, so, you know, I could maybe squeeze in a couple of days there. Uh, well, it will be my pleasure to whip you into shape. I'm liking this idea. Is it very, is it very expensive? Yes. Um, well, for the weekend, you will be looking to pay something like 395 depending on the roof type. 395 um, that's uh, not bad. For, ha- for how long? Two days, and, and you will have one complimentary spa, and all our prices include VAT. So I think it's a good kick start. Okay. Um, yeah, and also, you know, just to see the, what is it, the English expression, men for the boys, boys for the men. What's the expression? <laughs> but, I mean, I assume that if, if, you, if I came for the weekend, it's a kind of, uh, uh, it's an indoctrination rather than, I wouldn't actually lose the weight over that period, would I? Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. You definitely lose between four to seven pounds. If you follow the routine and if you um, submit all the snacks from your car. I'm not sure about all this submission talk. You know, to be <laughs> That's honest. what the whip's for, Mike. Well, I will let you know what you will need to do, so don't you worry. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, resistance will be totally futile once you cross the gate. <laughs> oh, my uh, Lord. So, you know, it will be my rule and no rule. Yeah? And, and there's exercise involved here, is there, Gallery, as well? Do you have a gym? Do you make people go running and stuff like that? Absolutely. Walking, brisk walk. I believe in brisk walks. And uh, also, uh, yes, it's uh, a healthy body, healthy mind balance. 
Right. Well, okay. now the doctor with a healthy, healthy mind. <laughs> yeah, the, the mind, the mind may be too far gone in my case, but you know, anything you do to make me lose a bit of weight no, might be good. Okay. What, it's okay. Once I remove the sugar, it's okay. Yeah. Now, looking at the uh, the show itself, um, what we're going to see tonight is you introducing some people. Will they be with you through the series? Are you changing their their dietary habits over the course of several shows, or is it different every show? Well, at the moment, we just have one documentary where people oh, okay. are staying with us for seven days. Right. And for seven days, practicing low-calorie vegan options um, is absolutely beneficial. That is, obviously, it's, uh, I will stand by that any day and, and, and time. So seven days is fine. However, let's make people stay a little bit longer. So on the second week, uh, so that people don't lose the muscle tissue, we start supplementing by diet proteins. Right. So the program is quite scientific, but it's also quite simple. We call it back to basics. You eat less. You move more. Okay. And and that's been my motto all my life. Hmm? Yeah, we see Dawn is a woman who is in very, very fine Gallia, shape. Gallia, I so agree with you, you know. on that. Eat less, move more. Yeah, absolutely. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and, also, and also go to bed early. Mm. Ah, right. Yeah. See, that's yeah. a problem for me. Don't yeah. drink that bottle of wine tonight. Mm, go to bed early. See, that's my problem, basically. Drinking a bottle of wine and not ha- going to bed early. Have the cup of tea that's my, that's my life well, in a nutshell. I, I, well, this is a thing. We're too spoiled in Western society. Yeah, but this we is... We forgot the meaning of the word treat. Yes, and Gallo, this is the quote I love from you, is when did the British become so weak? Because I believe you're from Eastern Europe, aren't you? So when did the British become so weak? We are so pathetic. It's like, it's not my fault, it's someone else's fault. You know, I, I've got no willpower. I can't say no, Mike, with the red wine tonight. It's like, when did, why are we so pathetic with this? Why can't we just, like, eat less, move more? What's our main problem? It's, 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 it's a good life. Yeah, so it, we it, just enjoy it, treating it, ourselves so much. Yeah, I don't you know, I think... It's I... just because people can afford... You know, there were the times when the bottle of wine was a treat, when the cake was only for birthdays. Yeah. yeah? Because we're now having a really good quality of life. And that quality of life comes as a price because it destroys us from within. The a... decadence. I can afford this, therefore I will drink it. I mean, since when drinking a bottle of wine every evening is a dumb thing? That's not because you will you'll be tired. Your digestive system is not having any rest at all. Yeah. Because after one, you have cheese, uh, chocolate, other crisps, whatever else that comes after you drink wine. Yeah. Yes. Maybe even kebab. Yeah. Okay. So in the morning you're so tired because your body was not having a rest. Then so you, you start drinking it. coffee. Then mm. you need sugars to keep yourself going. That's the whole vicious circle. And then one way to break that is like a shock therapy. So the, yeah, but how do you how do you maintain that then after you've shocked them into yeah, doing it? Yeah, that's the thing. Because well, um, I mean, that big dump- life psychologically, yeah. psychologically, has got people for life. No, it's um, it's really people need to take personal responsibility for their being, uh, well being. Sometimes it, it, you know, unfortunately, it comes to a stage where the doctors tell you, you know, that's it. And sometimes people can have that wake up call a bit earlier. They feel tired, lethargic. They can't do one flight of stairs, uh, and they feel enough is enough. Yeah. So people need to be ready because until they are ready, I can practice my program on them as many times as I like. They won't change mm. because I can take them to the water. I can't make them drink it. Once they're released, they go back to their old ways. They have to be ready for a change. Well, this, okay? this one... Obviously, we give them the tools. Gallia, there's one, there's one woman ready. on your show tonight, evidently, who bursts into tears when you try and make her eat lettuce. Yeah. I mean, and what, how pathetic is that? That's very pathetic. That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's, like, like, oh. it's like a sort of dieter's boot camp, isn't it? Yeah, which is good. It is a bro- no, no, no. It's even worse. It's a brute camp. Yeah, see, that's why. See, I, I'm, I'm very much uh, somebody who, who likes the good things in life, you see. And I would find it very so difficult. Do I. So I do would, I. I would, very, I would li- not like to submit myself to anything uh, which causes me discomfort. 
Really? Yeah. Something, something yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know no, that may sound me, strange. Okay, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you. So, uh, apparently, you're probably a little bit overweight. Uh, you know. I am probably so, more than a little bit overweight. How do the trousers yeah. feel? How the trousers? They feel now? good. Oh, I don't want to think about his trousers. Feel, my trousers Gallio, feel good. On. I'm wearing a pair of black you, jeans. You are in denial. You're in no, I'm not. Denial. No, I'm not. I know yeah. I'm overweight, but I'm I'm not okay, prepared to the, punish have myself. Have you got the trousers of the correct size still sitting in your wardrobe? I have. Okay, why is they there? Throw them away because you're comfortable and happy as you are. Oh, what do you, oh denial, sorry. So I'm, okay. No, I, I, I thought you said that whether the same size of the wardrobe. Were you saying I've I got trousers that don't fit me anymore? Yeah, exactly. Do you have them there? I, I might have. I don't know. Well, most oh, most people have an outfit where they think I'm going to slim into yeah. it. If, if you're still keeping at least one pair of trousers of the right size or the size you like yourself in, then you're definitely in denial. I like myself now, though. I don't, I don't hate does, myself. He does, yeah, no. I mean, I, well, I, I mean, really okay, don't. you like yourself. Do others like you like that? Lots of people like me, yeah. Yeah, and others? Others? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, says... What do you mean, others? <laughs> Listeners, phone in. Well, Let's have a phone no, vote. Well, I don't, nobody's come up to me and said, I hate you because you look overweight. I mean, that's no, not no, what no, they no, say. No, 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 Mike. You need to consider medical or health implications as well. Well, I do There's consider one thing, that. Being a little bit voluptuous on the outside yeah. and feeling comfortable and everyone loves you, great. The other thing is when your internal organs are fat, that is medically unhealthy. Okay? Well, it may well and be. That is leading but, every, to but, every, but every doctor I've spoken to, Gally, says it's far better that I gave up smoking and put on weight than if I'd continued to smoke. Yeah, and that is, you know, of two evils you choose the least. And the next stage is now you need to address those. I was a smoker before. I was a fat person before. I would never use the excuse that I've given up smoking. That's why I'm uh, putting on weight. Uh-huh. No, you just need I to think work just like, I think you just like being hard on yourself because of, you no, know, no, 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 whatever no, no, has no, no, been no. a problem no, for no, you no. in the I past. I just want to be healthy and good looking. So, yeah. So, Gallia, do you... How's that going for you? By choice. By choice. <laughs> Gallia, do you practice... you don't, it's your choice and I respect that. Yeah, exactly. Gallia, do you practice what you preach? What's the naughtiest... I definitely take my own medicine for sure day in and day out. And, and, and therefore, it allows me to stay the, the, the dress size that I am now for the last 10 years. So what's the I'll naughtiest to, thing you've put in your mouth diet. recently, Gallia? Oh, sorry, what did I eat What's today? the naughtiest thing you've put in your mouth recently? Oh, look, I allow myself a treat. Champagne and caviar is, uh, you know, all along, you know, the, as my treat. I will go for a good quality treat. When I, when good I quality bottle myself. of champagne. I can't yeah, argue with exactly. that. And a lettuce. I can't argue with that. With a spoon, preferably. Excellent. Well, listen, mm-hmm. we'll look forward to watching it tonight at 8pm, uh, Channel 4, uh, Gallia Granger and her Slimuria Centre and it's the uh, Extreme Diet Hotel. Gallia, thank you very thank much. Thank you, indeed. Gallia. Uh, if I change my mind, I'll pop down and see you. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.